0: Bonjour, ladies and House. How are you? All good in the hood, I hope and hope you have had a fantastic first week on the Santa Shred Challenge. What an awesome week it's been. So much energy in the group and it's just been awesome to see so many of your updates. If you are new to the Santa Shred and this is your first week, every single Sunday I go live and I try to answer as many questions that I get as possible from the check-in. There's some in, there's some absolutely fantastic questions tonight and uh, I can't wait to answer them all. One thing I do want to remind you of, ladies and gents, is my story of the tortoise and the hare. Before I start with the q and I just want to let you know something. It's the first week, okay? It is the first week. It's the first seven days. There's so much going on with your body, And if you remember, there's something that I said at the start of this Santa Shred. Don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. So whether you gained weight, lost weight, anything that happened to you this week, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And if you're getting seven days in and you're thinking, I'm not seeing much progress, I want to try and give you a visual picture. Here, ladies and gents, is the route To the London Marathon. Oh, yes. Uh, If you have done the London Marathon, I have not done the London Marathon, but this is the route to the London Marathon. And if we were to have a look at this, and we look at it as our entire journey on this Santa shred, at the moment, coming into Sunday, we are currently here. We are currently here. And this is so, so important to understand because. A lot of people are worried that they're not seeing progress. A lot of people are worried that they're not where they want to be. A lot of people are panicking because they haven't seen any results yet. And one thing that I need to remind people is, look, we've barely got started. We're just warming up. Our bodies are just getting settled in to our routine. Some people might be a little bit further ahead, but I tell you now, if you keep at a decent pace you will catch them up so if you're panicking right now to say oh one of the things that you don't want to do on the marathon is get four and a bit miles in and then suddenly stop because you're not going to complete the race and it's understanding that the only person that you are racing with on this santa shred is yourself because the main focus for this isn't about winning, okay? It's not about winning. It's about creating habits and routines that you enjoy. And one thing that I don't want to see over this six weeks is suffering. You're going to make a few sacrifices. You're going to have a few hangry days. You might, your energy might go up and down in this first one or two weeks, but that's perfectly normal. So before we get into Q and just want to reiterate eight ways to win the game, which I mentioned back at the welcome webinar that we started. The first one is to, of course, track your calories and steps. Number two is track your weight, daily average or a bi-weekly. For those of you who are very emotionally connected to that, um, your gravitational pull to the earth, weigh yourself weekly, okay? It can be handy to weigh yourself daily and then divide that by seven to get the average. And then next week, Weigh yourself daily, divide it by seven to get those average. But the most important one that I want to reiterate, ladies and gents, is this one. I can't highlight this enough, and I'm gonna spell it out to you. Don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. Okay, don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks there's so much going on in your body. When I normally do the six-week Santa Shred for the last five or six years, the first week, I normally gain two pounds. Why? Why? You know, why? I don't get it. I'm tracking everything to the letter. I'm doing all my workouts. I'm in a calorie deficit. Why, Jay? Why have you gained two pounds? Because I understand how the body works. What you have to understand, ladies and gents, is your body isn't just filled with body fat. It's filled with water, it's filled with glycogen, and it's filled with organs, too. The two ones that we're looking at is glycogen and water. You can store around 600 grams of carbohydrates in your body, and probably more if you're a bigger person. And for every gram of carbohydrates you store, you store about three grams of water. So if we looked at 600 grams as 0.6 pounds, and if we looked at water as 0.9 pounds, that means the average person can fluctuate probably about 1.5 to 2 kilos, okay, kilos a day based on how much water they're holding and how much glycogen they're holding, okay? When I exercise, when I get back into a solid training routine, what happens is my body stores more water and it, my body stores more carbohydrates. And that's a great thing, okay? Because I'm training, I need hydration, I'm exercising. I need, you know, to be able to store more water is fantastic. To be able to, sm- to store more glycogen in the muscles enables me to train, enables me to look great. So there's so much going on in your body. So when I check in on my first week and I notice that I've gained two pounds, it just means that I'm probably really happy because I'm... Holding on to more water and glycogen, which is a good thing. And especially so if you're if you've just started creatine this week, because you're going to be pulling a lot more water into the muscle, which once again is a good thing. But this is why I come back and say: don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. And any question that you have: should I change my calories? Should I change this? Should I change that? The answer in this week one is no. Because one of the things that you don't want to do is start adding exercise, start reducing calories down. Because what you're going to do is you're going to remove these little tools out of your chest that you might want to start using in weeks three, four, and five. So don't start using all your power icons straight away. You know, if we're playing Who Wants to Be the, If we If we're playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and we use our three lifelines by, by the first question, we're not going to get to that million pounds. And that's what you're going to do if you start adding cardio, removing calories. You're going to be phoning a friend, you're going to be asking the audience and you're going to be doing your 50-50 before you've even answered the first question. So let's use those lifelines a little bit later on, which is why we don't do anything in the first two weeks. By the next week, your body will be like, oh, I know what we're doing. And then start to get in those routines. So the next thing I want to say is, of course, be consistent. Number five, something that I will always say is you don't learn anything from a perfect week. I really, really hope, ladies and gents, this first week you've had fuck-ups. Do you know why? Because you're getting into new habits and routines. Your body's not used to these new habits and routines. Your brain's not used to these new habits and routines. You're going to forget things. You're going to fuck things up. Good. Good. That's going to be a natural process. There's lots of things that's going on at the moment. You're doing more workouts. You're tracking more things. You know, it's a lot more conscious things for your brain to take on, which it's not used to doing. So you're going to forget things, and that's absolutely fine because, as we said, you don't learn anything from a perfect week. Uh, the next thing, of course, is number six, and that is to be a tortoise. So many of you, which I've noticed, have gone sprinting off, which I said don't do, and you might. Be a person who gets great results or may have seen lots of progress in this first week. Be careful because we don't want to be that hair. We don't want to be sprinting off and and we and you suddenly disappear in week three. Um, we don't see you because you're exhausted because you sprinted too much. So slow and steady will always win the race. Number seven adds to number five. Try not to be perfect. Okay. I don't want to see people hitting their macros perfect, hitting their calories perfect, hitting the perfect 10,000 steps. Because if you try and be perfect and human beings aren't perfect, you, you're going to mess up. Okay, and when you do mess up, you're going to be like, oh, if I can't be perfect, I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to do this. No, one thing that I say to people all the time is be 80%, 100% of the time and you'll get success. And the final one is this. Trust and enjoy the process. You know, one of the reasons that I'm saying in the massive highlight, don't expect anything to happen in this first two weeks is because I've I've transformed over 10,000 people in my time, over 10,000. And a lot of people panic. A lot of people, you know, they, they want results now. And, and it comes back to what I'm saying with these knowledge bombs, which you're going to be hearing Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the group patience and persistence, getting new habits and routines, enjoying the journey, doing things that you can see yourself doing a year from now. You know, a lot of people might have been doing four home workouts this week and four training sessions. They've done eight training sessions. Let's think back to what I said. Can you see yourself doing that a year from now? The answer is no. So why on earth do it? And one important thing to note, you will see this week that I have done four, I've done myself four training sessions um, gym workouts and for home workouts you're not me okay you're not me I have to do it because of course it is my Santa shred and I enjoy doing it but secondly you know I've been training for a very very long time you know um, as an ex-soldier as a person who's been a you know a fitness coach for a long time my level of training is very different to uh, an ordinary person's because I've been doing this a long time so just because I do something doesn't mean that you need to do it too so I'm going to go over some of these questions because there have been some fantastic questions and a lot of the questions kind of have been answered with these, <laughs> don't expect anything to happen for the first two weeks and with these ones. But let's get into the question and gents, because we do have quite a few to go through and there is some awesome ones too. And the first one is this, what's the best way to use creatine? Buy monohydrate and load for a few days and then stay on a daily dosage. So first thing is there's lots of all these fashionable creatines, okay? You, you just need to do creatine monohydrate. And there's two ways of doing creatine. There is loading 20 grams for five days and then going back to five grams a day or just having five grams a day. One of the things that you've got to think about, and this is what I say uh, when it comes to creatine. Creatine only becomes effective when it fully saturates the cells, fully saturates the muscle cells. So I want you to envision a sponge, okay, a sponge in your bath. And every time you have creatine each day, you put a little bit of water in the sponge. And the sponge only works when it's filled up with water or it only is more effective. What you're doing with creatine is you're topping it up with that water to fill the sponge up. So then you can, of course, get the benefits from the full sponge. What am I on about? If you load... Okay, 20 grams of creatine a day for five days, you fill up that sponge with water a lot quicker. If you just do five grams a day, you just just fill up a little bit of that sponge over the next kind of two or three weeks. Which one's better? I would say it doesn't really matter in the grander scheme of things, but I would just aim for five grams a day. One of the things you have to understand about creatine is like a lot of people would say to me, do you have it pre-workout? Do you have it post-workout? Do you have it in the morning? it takes sometimes three to four weeks for creatine to saturate the muscle cell fully, you know, fill that sponge up. So it doesn't really matter when you take it as long as you take it. So when it comes to taking creatine, just take it at a time in the day that you remember. That might be the morning, that might be lunchtime, that might be the evening. It doesn't really matter as long as you're consistent. And I just recommend taking five grams a day. Five grams a day, every day, have it as part of your habit and you're good to go. Okay, rather than just loading up, just do five grams a day uh, and that is it. So hopefully uh, that helped there. What are my best tips for long-term success? As I already said, the best thing that you can do with the habits and routines right now, and it is going to be difficult because you are getting into these new habits and routines, but the best training program is the one that you enjoy and you consistently do. The best nutrition strategy is the one that you enjoy and you can consistently do. Enjoyment has a big part to do with progress and consistency, but also what you have to understand is when you first start out with things, you might not necessarily enjoy them yet. And a lot of the reason that you don't necessarily enjoy things is because you haven't yet seen the result from doing it. When you dislike something, not necessarily hate, but dislike something, and then you start to see a result from doing it, you tend to like that thing a little bit more. You know, a lot of people hate going to the gym, but then or, or dislike going to the gym. But when they start to see that they you know, their muscles look a bit better. Um, they look a bit better with their clothes off. They're like, hell, get me back to that gym." Okay, um, it's, a lot of people struggle to, you know, be on a plan, and they're really, really struggling. And I've I've seen this in the past. And a person will be walking past, and they see someone they haven't seen in a long time. They go, "Cool, oh, you look amazing." You must have lost loads of weight. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've been on Jamie and Santa Shred. And you're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You watch how easy it is for that person to stick to what it is they're doing after they've seen that other people have noticed the result. Okay, it's just going to take time for things. So, my best tips for long term success is to firstly, enjoy what it is you're doing. Secondly, And this is a really important one: is surround yourself with like-minded people who like the same things. One of the things that you'll notice with this Santa shred community is you've got hundreds of like-minded people in this group. Hundreds of people that are going to Tesco, sorry, going to Aldi and stocking up the shelves with protein mousses. Funny story today, okay? I was in, I was literally went into Aldi today to clear out the shelves with those high-protein um, mousses and chocolate, and I happened to see a Santa Shred there in the fridge where I was meant to be. It was quite kind of funny because I was just like, everyone's going to the same thing and getting the same thing. So you know you're in the right community when people are doing the same habits and routines. So you need to surround yourself with those like-minded people because there's a lot of people in your life that might not, not necessarily, you know, you might love them, you might care for them, you, know, you might have friends, but they're not on the same wavelength with you with what it is that you want to do so for long-term success enjoy what it is that you're doing and make sure that you're surrounded by the right people who are like-minded who love the same things because it's a lot easier to do things and it's a lot easier to be consistent when you have an environment around you with those people remember what i say environment dictates performance so if you are in an environment that allows you um, to perform better you're gonna of course stay on track Okay, Um, I've been massively below on calories, being full up and eating clean. Remember, there's no such thing as eating clean, okay? Uh, Chicken salads, chicken and veg, etc. So to get my calories up and stay with macros, um, I've had things like pork scratchings and glasses of whiskey. Surely this can't be correct. Well, here's the thing, okay? There are better things to fill up your calories than pork scratchings and whiskey, and and i would say as well if you like pork scratchings have some pork scratchings if you like whiskey of course have it in moderation and and if it is within your macros allowance then that's fine pork scratchings they're not the healthiest of things but the danger is in the dosage they also have a lot of salt in them okay a lot of salt so it might not be beneficial for you when it comes to your fat loss goals but if you like them and you want to have them then that's absolutely fine as long as you're hitting it One of the things that I would say is sometimes eating too, inverted commas, clean food can be difficult. So the reason that you're massively under on your calories is because your food is far too clean. It's very, very hard to eat 2000 calories of, um, you know, chicken, rices, potatoes, and everything else like that. Sometimes getting a little bit slutty, and I say this A little bit slutty with your calories can be okay. And of course, what you're doing is pork scratchings and a glass of whiskey. I would say when it comes to percentages that you should be focusing 80% of your diet on good, inverted commas, clean food. So whole foods, you know, lean proteins, complex carbohydrates and vegetables. But other 20%, it doesn't really matter. So if you're on a 2,000 calorie diet, so to speak, you know, 400 calories of that 2,000, you know, can be pretty much, within reason, whatever you like. And it doesn't necessarily need to be judged by its nutritional profile and need to be, you know, once again, in inverted commas, perfect. But, you know, one of the things that you need to focus on, of course, is making sure that you're hitting those calories. One thing I do want to say as well, ladies and gents, this first week... The, perfect, the thing that's going to happen to a lot of you is that you've been allocated a lot of calories and some of you might not have hit those calories. Trust me when I say when you get three to four weeks in, you'll be glad that you've got those extra calories. There'll be some of you that will be licking your plates clean. Because this is the first week. Your appetite's getting used to eating probably a few more, inverted commas, cleaner foods. Um, and also there's a lot of people who like me don't eat much during the weekday and then catch up with calories on the weekend but when i'm not tracking calories I'm really busy during the week so I tend to have a, you know i and by the way this is super unfair ladies and I will just say, just say now I maintain my physique on about 3200 calories okay there'd be a lot of people here that are saying, that, that's so unfair and it is this is what happens when you're you know um, a 92 kilogram male we, we get a lot more calories life's just not fair and the reality with that is I can get away with a hell of a lot more but at the same time when I'm busy during the week, I probably only eat about 2,000, 2, calories. So by the weekend, I've got, bang, thousands of calories, which means I can get away with a lot of things. Now, although I can get away with a lot of things... What tends to happen when I'm not tracking and and I'll say I'm not looking after myself as much is I notice that my strength levels go down, my stress levels go up and my body composition looks very different. And it's because I'm filling up those calories with foods that are not necessarily the best for me. Beer, um, it's it's mainly beer if I'm being honest. And if I'd had obviously better calories, better quality calories with that and of course being focused more on my training, then that's going to be better for my stress levels, better for my health, and of course, better for my body composition too. So one thing that's happening this week is your body's just adjusting. You're probably eating more calories during the day or during the week, and probably um, you know, not as many on the weekend. So you might have found that you weren't getting your calories in on the weekday, but then you're starving on the weekends. And it's just because your body is just getting used to the new routine. So as I said, lots of things going on in your body, which is why we don't care too much about the first week. I would love some tips on how to minimize damage when socializing with friends, alcohol and food. There's many different things that you can do, but understand that your friends don't put food in your mouth, okay? You put your food in your mouth. And it's also understanding that if you're in social situations, there's many different strategies that you can do. You can bank a few calories so you can have a few drinks if you allow yourself to do that. Um, You can make you can make better choices. You can catch up with friends at different places where you know exactly what's on the menu. One of the good things I like about Nutricheck is the fact that if you are socializing and meeting people, you could go to a chain restaurant, and there's pretty much every single chain, restu- uh, chain restaurant, and then pre-select some of your food. Also, you don't need to drink. You, know, you don't have to drink. One of the things that is great about most places now is they have alcohol-free drinks, alcohol-free booze. And it doesn't need to be a big thing. You just say to people, I'm just not drinking at the moment. You know, I'm just focused on um, my Santa, sh- you know, f- focused on the Santa Shred. Um, and, you know, I know I'm going to be kicking the ass out of Christmas. So I'm just focused on that now. And, uh, you know, th- it's, it's always going to be a difficult thing, but it's not your friends that are doing this. It's you. And that's the most important thing. You know, if my friends are asking me to do stuff, stuff and I give in, they don't really care in the grander scheme of things because they're not on the same path as I am so I just focus on me and this is not easy but also you've got to understand is these are the challenges that you're always going to face in life with lots of things You know, if you are doing things for yourself for the better, people are going to push back on that and that's absolutely fine this is the whole um, process of this as well is the fact that you are going to be challenged physically with a lot of things that you're doing on, on the Santa Shred but you're also going to get challenged very mentally too with people around you people's opinions people's advice people's criticism and it's so important to understand this and i I love this it's like never take advice you know never take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from so if you've got friends who are not looking after their health who are not training who are not on the path that you you are you know you are and they're criticizing you you know, you're not going to take their advice anyway because they're not doing the things that you want to do so just smile um, you know hold you know I, I was gonna say just uh, hold your tongue maybe a little bit and and just say no they will get they will get over it okay and it's only for a small period of time and also it's not easy okay um, how to stay motivated other than using the group? One of the things I'll say, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm I'm rarely motivated. And a lot of people, as I said there, how, how do you stay motivated? Motivated as an emotion means that you're in a positive mental state and it's easy to do things. You know, when you're motivated to go to the gym, it's easy to go to the gym. When you're motivated to get up early, it's easy to get up early. When you're motivated to do anything, it's easy. But it's not a feeling that we get often. And it's not a feeling that we need to, we should rely on. So staying motivated is a recipe for failure. I would actually say fuck motivation because motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it. How many times this week have you felt like prepping your food? How many times this week have you felt like tracking your calories? How many times this week have you felt like going to the gym? How many times this week have you you know, fancy get going out in the pissing down rain to get an extra 4,000 steps in. I guarantee there's lots of things this week which you haven't been motivated or want to do. So we we relied on being motivated when doing them, we wouldn't have got them done. This is why we need to focus on discipline. And, the, and what discipline is about is doing things regardless of how you feel. So although we're not motivated to track our calories, we're disciplined to do it because we know that it's gonna have a positive impact on our life. We might not have wanted to get those 4,000 steps in the pissing down rain, but we're disciplined and we know that we're gonna thank ourselves for that later on. So I don't tend to stay motivated. I tend to challenge my thoughts when I'm feeling unmotivated to tell myself in my own head, I have this second voice that basically says, Jay, shut the fuck up. And do the thing that you said you were going to do. And that's the thing about commitment. And that's what I love about Les Brown and his quote. He said, commitment is doing the thing you said you would do long after the mood in which you said it has passed. And you, ladies and gents, have made a commitment for the next six weeks for this Santa Shred. So it's this six weeks is about doing the thing that you said you would do when you decided to sign up to this. And there's going to be loads and loads and loads of time, thousands of thoughts through your head of telling you not to do the things that you want to do. And this is the mental game that you're going to be playing over the next six weeks and for the rest of your life. You're going to be saying to yourself lots of stuff. You're going to be giving yourself the perfect excuses. Most of your excuses will be valid, but it doesn't mean that you have to allow them to become a reality, okay? Okay, if you complete increased number of workouts does that still count towards your 10,000 steps now that depends on the workout okay it depends on the workout because if you're going to the gym you might not get much movement in yes it's going to be beneficial for you but not a lot of weights workouts burn many calories and that's why we look at you know movement as that 10,000 steps is around 350 to 450 calories um do you need to get 10,000 steps in the day no You don't because it all depends on a number of factors. Something that I said when it comes to weight loss, okay, or any kind of fat loss is you need to be in a calorie deficit. And what that basically means is you need to eat less food than you burn. Or of course, you know, you need to be in that deficit rather than the calories which you require. And of course, that is your total daily energy intake. And there are ways that you can manipulate that. Eating less, moving more, or doing a combination of the two. So if you don't get as much movement in and you've set the right amount of calories, then that's absolutely fine because that's a great thing. We can also then use that as a tool because I would rather, if I'm only, say, getting 6,000 steps in a day, I would then wait two or three weeks into the Santa Shred and then maybe try and then up that from six to eight because I'd rather move more than eat less. So do you need to get 10,000 steps in? No. But it might mean that you need to have a few less calories. But we won't know that until the first couple of weeks of what it is that you're doing. We won't know that until we have a look at how many steps you're averaging a day and have a look at how we tweak and change that, okay? Uh, Any suggestions on a flavoring that can be added to uh, water? I believe my protein have flav flav drops, flav drops. And if you go into Amazon and you type in sugar-free water, water flavorings. They've got lots of them there where you can just squirt them in and uh, there's some pretty good ones there. Um, Okay, should you be getting as close to your protein target as possible or does it matter if you go over a chunk? For example, if my target is 153 and I hit 213, is that good because it's still within the calories or can it be a hindrance? So one of the things about protein is the more, you know, if you have what looks like about 50 odd grams of extra protein a day, you're not necessarily going to need that for your body for its main you know for its repair gro- recovery and growth but you're still going to be using it in your body one of the things that you're going to be benefiting from that will be that if you have more protein in your diet protein is higher a uh, higher satiety macronutrient than most of them which means that you're going to feel a little bit fuller the only hindrance that you'll have is that you have 50 extra grams of carbohydrates sorry 50 extra grams of protein which means that you're in your diet going to have less fats and carbs and that might not be a bad thing but if i think about myself you know i make sure i have about 200 grams of protein so i'm around 200 pounds if i had 250 grams of protein it means that i'll have to eat 50 grams worth of carbs less a day and i'd rather eat more carbs so, but it's personal preference at the end of the day if your calories are matched and your protein is in there, and your fats and carbs, of course, uh, are not taking you over those calories, uh, that's absolutely fine. Okay, uh, when would I say the best time to work out, morning or evening? The time which you can be consistent with. There is no best time. You know, I could turn around to someone and say the best time is to work out in the morning. But if, the, if you can't get to the gym in the morning, if you're overly stressed in the morning, if you've got to cut your workout short because you've got to take the kids to school, then it's not the best time. The best time is the place where you can maximize your workout, uh, where you 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 know you can be consistent with it. So I'm up and out really early, so struggle to fit one in before work, then it's not the best time for you. But I'm tired come the evening, so I struggle to stay disciplined uh, with my home workouts. For me, workouts need to be before my kids wake up or after they've gone to sleep. So one of the things there um, is that you struggle to fit one in before work. Um, if that is a struggle, then you're not going to be consistent with it but struggling to stay disciplined one of the things that i would do is focus on that okay you need to find the time which is best suits you so that is either going to be the morning or evening it doesn't need to be like just the morning or just the evening it might be certain you, you might make a commitment to two morning workouts and then two evening workouts it doesn't need to be every you know the same time every single day it needs to be the time which is most suitable for you, and only you'll know that. And then it's a case of challenging yourself to say, "Look," and I always say this: Why are you doing this? Why are you doing the Santa Shred? It's not about losing. You know, it is about losing weight. It's about getting getting in shape. But something I say to people all the time is it's important to have short and long-term goals. And I would say that the Santa Shred is a short-term goal. But I think one of the most important things is to have a lifelong purpose. And one of the things that you want to be looking at with the Santa Shred is that being in good shape, prioritizing your health, you know, hitting, your, hitting good quality nutrition, hitting good quality exercise, it's going to keep you on this planet um, much, much longer. So the people that you care for and the people that you care about, you're going to spend a lot more time with them on the planet by doing the things that you're doing on this center Shred. And that is why I find things a lot easier because I have a purpose for it. And the reason I'm looking after myself is that I want to be a role model for my kids. I want them to see their dad being healthy, fit and strong. But also I want to be on the planet as long as possible to see them grow up. And to see their kids grow up as well. So having that purpose makes things so much easier because I remind myself on those days that I don't want to do stuff. I'm like, yeah, but what would your kids think if you know if they gave up and you were just, you know, and, and it's just all these things, these little mental models that I have in my head that just enable me to keep on track when I'm struggling at times, okay? Um, do I have any strategies that help with DOMS? One of the things I'll say about DOMS this first week is your body is not used to, maybe the level of volume that you've been doing on your lower body. Are you going to get DOMS for the next six weeks? And the answer is no. It's normally the first response in the first one or two weeks. You're not going to be feeling like this for the entire six weeks. I promise you that now. Um, how I get over DOMS is I stretch a bit more, and I also have hot hot salt baths. So if you go to something like TK Maxx, you can get these like magnesium or, or is it it's called now Himalayan salt uh, Himalayan bath salt I tend to have like a really hot bath salt and that tends to help a hell of a lot with the DOMS um, and a lot of stretching and mobility work can help but also understanding this first week um, you're, you've probably got some bad DOMS but it will subside and you're not going to be feeling that for the next six weeks okay Uh, tips on stay on track from going away on holiday, out for meals and birthday celebrations. Can you average your calories over a week and keep some in the bank for night out or does that just not work? It does work if you can keep to them. A lot of people bank calories and then they don't track the calories that they bank. So they'll bank calories, go, oh, I've got an extra thousand calories for this weekend. But they'll go well over on the calories because they didn't track it. They just knew that they could eat more. So it's having an effective strategy. Also, when you're going out, there's a lot of things that you can track. You know, one of the things that I like about tracking on your phone, like when I'm doing this on my phone, is people don't know whether I'm on Instagram or I'm on NutriCheck. Okay, so you're worried about people, you know, thinking that you're taking things too seriously. But if you're on your phone, fo- if you're on your phone and you're on NutriCheck and you've just, you know, tracked some stuff, I like being in control when I go out. I like maybe looking at where we're going, and. Or even going on a map and looking at somewhere I might be able to grab something to eat beforehand. Um, So having all of these strategies in place that work for you uh, are going to enable you to keep on track. Because here's the thing, okay? For the next six weeks, of course, you're on the Santa Shred. There's going to be some of you that might be attending weddings. There's some of you that might be attending birthday parties. There's some of you that might be going on a night out. There's some of you that might be going on holiday. These are all normal human things that are going to happen for the rest of your life. So if you don't deal with them now, and then you're not going to be able to keep on with what it is that you're doing on the Santa Shred. And that's what I want for you. I want you to see how you deal with these challenges because rather than avoiding them during the six weeks, so I'm not going out, I'm not going to go to this, I'm going to that, I want to do well. It's like, well, if I'm going to be on this for the rest of my life because it's enjoyable, because it, it benefits my life, how would I approach that situation normally? And if you can approach each situation like you're going to be on this forever and then get success with it and still enjoy what it is that you're doing and still keep on track, then you've won the game. And that's what it's all about. It's not about avoiding things. It's about challenging yourself to change your mindset and coming up with a better strategy when, when these things do happen. And they're going to happen for the rest of your life. You're going, to have the, you know, you're going to have times where you not, might not get all your protein in. You're going to have times where you don't get your steps in. You're going to have all of these things that are going to be thrown at you that are going to challenge you. So the the whole point is, is how do you deal with it? And how do you, you know, how do you come up with a strategy? And uh, that is what's going to win the game. Um, How much rest should you have between sets during the workout? So I recommend about 90 seconds. Some of the supersets may be a bit longer, but... The reality is it doesn't matter too much. If you have too little, then that means that you probably won't be able to lift as heavy in the f- in the second set as you did in the first. And One thing that we don't want to do is reduce the weight down. So making sure you have adequate am- amounts of rest, at least about 90 seconds, can make sure that that doesn't happen. You don't want to give yourself too long because one thing that you don't want is to spend two hours in the gym. So be mindful of it but don't take forever and and don't speed them up, okay? So I reckon, you know, about 90 seconds is perfect. Uh, struggle to get more than six hours sleep per night as I generally do 12 to 14 hour shifts. Will this be affecting my results? And the answer is no. So a lot of people think that um, lack of sleep causes you to gain weight. And it's not necessarily true. Something that I say to people all the time is correlation doesn't always imply causation. There's this old wives' tale that if you sleep with your shoes on, that you wake up with a headache. So don't sleep with your shoes on because you'll wake up with a headache. But the only reason that you wake up with a headache for sleeping with your shoes on is because you were drunk. And the reason that you slept with your shoes on is because you were so drunk you got home and then you fell asleep. So it wasn't necessarily the fact that you had your shoes on that gave you the headache, it was the actual alcohol. What on earth does that have to do with getting enough sleep. A lot of people will say, well, sleep is because, you know, I'm gaining weight because I'm lacking sleep. I'm like, it's not the sleep, it's the habits that cause you to gain weight. When you have lack of sleep, a lot of people, their um, their temptations when they're tired becomes much easier to give into. You know, when you're tired, it's harder to stay disciplined. So you tend to eat more. When you're tired, you tend to eat more because you're lacking energy. So your body is saying to you, eat more food, eat more food. So the reason that you're gaining weight isn't the lack of sleep, it's the fact that you're eating more food. So that's the whole uh, point in that. What I will say now is the, probably the most shredded that I was walking around for a long time was in 2016. In 2016, I was about three pounds away from stage weight. And that's because I was super, super stressed, okay? I, I by, by the way... By the end of 2016, I had a complete meltdown. I wrote uh, an entire book on it. And I was getting about two to three hours sleep a night. So what happens with me is when I'm highly stressed and um, and I have a lot of lack of sleep, I get shredded. Because my appetite goes down and I don't eat as much food. So the effect of lack of sleep and stress on me has a negative impact on my body because my appetite goes down and I eat less food. Some might look at that as a positive. Um, it's not because I get very, very lean and a bit stringy. Um, and so people go, oh, you look shredded. And it's like, yeah, because I'm tired and stressed. Some people, when they're tired and stressed, they eat more. Okay, so their stress response is to eat more food. Um, so will it be affecting your... Um, your results the answer is the in like directly the sleep no but it's the causation of the lack of sleep it's the causation of the increase in stress it might cause you to eat more food it might uh, cause you to be a little bit um you know, harder to say disciplined uh, and that's what happens when when you're tired but six hours isn't too bad i would say it's not going to be easy for you to get an extra hour in for me the sweet spot's an hour but you know seven to eight hours um is ideal You're working shifts. That's not ideal. Uh, As long as you're tracking everything, as long as you've got your movement in, as long as you're tracking your calories, you're still going to get results. Okay, do we reduce calorie intake each week? The answer is no. Remember what I said, don't do anything in the first two weeks. Um, Next week, I'll tell you whether or not you should reduce calories, and that's going to be based down on a number of things. Uh, But first and foremost, this week, it's week one. We're going to wait till next week before we decide to do anything. And on next week's live, I'm going to tell you whether or not you should reduce calories. And if so, how to do it, okay? Uh, There's been a lot of big losses posted this week. Uh, If we're all minus 200 calories, um, can you help me understand why there is a vast difference? I've seen from what I felt was normal 2 to 3 pounds to a whopping 10 pounds lost in 5 days. So... Firstly, what you have to understand is, you know, you're comparing someone's results based off not actually knowing them. So there could be someone here that's lost 10 pounds that's 6 foot 1 and weighs 240 pounds. So they've lost a lot of water weight and maybe a lot of weight, which could be very different to someone who's maybe 5 foot 5 female um, and weighs 160 pounds, only losing 2 to 3 pounds. By the way, you know, Losing two pounds this week is phenomenal. Losing a pound this week is phenomenal. Losing anything this week is phenomenal. Remember what we said, we're not focused on this week, we're focused on what happens in the next two weeks, and we're focused on what happens at the end of six weeks. But a lot of that weight that someone will lose is water weight. If I spend an entire weekend eating lots of carbohydrates, eating lots of, uh, you know, drinking lots of water, eating lots of salty foods, I might gain six or seven pounds. So when I initially weigh myself on the Monday I might be say 205 pounds and then three days later I weigh myself the uh, all the water excess water in my body's gone down and that might that excess water might have been about five pounds so I've jumped on the scale and go wow I'm 198 pounds and it's not true because I haven't lost you know five pounds of body weight the person that's lost 10 pounds hasn't lost 10 pounds of body weight they've probably lost maybe seven pounds of water weight and maybe three pounds. So that's one of the main reasons because once again, there's lots more going on in your body than your gravitational pull to the earth. And the person who has lost 10 pounds this week probably is not gonna lose much next week, okay? Because they've dropped that water weight off, they might lose one or two pounds. I remember someone saying to me, I remember one of my clients, they lost five pounds in week one, they lost five pounds in weeks to, in, in week two, and then they were pissed off because they only lost a pound in week three. So I was like, well, let me get this straight. You're 11 pounds down in three weeks. If you lost four pounds in week one, okay, four pounds in week two, and then three pounds in week three, would you be happy? Um and then, of course, they would, because they're losing that weight. But it's exactly the same weight as the 11 pounds that they lost overall in week three. So, don't compare yourself to other people. We're all, you know, we're all on different journeys. Our body responds to different things. Um, a lot of the, you don't know how much people kick the ass out of last weekend as well, because if someone went on a massive bender for two days before they started the Santa Shred then they would have had a lot of excess water weight Um, and a lot of that first week would have been that which is not necessarily body fat okay so I hope that helps okay is it okay to add in extra cardio on top of our training the answer is yes but also understand this to you know to maintain a calorie deficit you need to eat less move more do a combination of the two One of the things that you don't want to do in the first week is chuck extra cardio in. Because what you're doing, remember back to my who wants to be a millionaire analogy, you're basically chucking a lifeline in there. So if you start with lots of cardio in week one and two, the only way that you can change things is reduce calories or do more cardio. So more cardio on top of the cardio you're already doing. So yes, you can add in extra cardio if you want, but I wouldn't do it in week one. That would maybe week three or week four, if at all, okay? Because once again, we're looking at, you know, adding extra cardio for what? Okay, are you going to be adding extra cardio in for the rest of your life? And if the answer is no, then why start now? Okay, look at extra cardio or cardio as a tool which we can add at later time and not not at the end of week one. Uh, I've been under my calories each day can this have a negative effect on weight loss it will of course have a positive effect on your weight loss in the first week going back to what I said this first week some of you might be well under on your calories because your body's just getting used to consuming a bit more during the week and probably eating a few more whole you know good quality foods which means your food volume might have gone up this week which means that your calories you know Um, it's been very hard to hit your calories. Trust me when I say in the next few weeks, you're going to be glad that you had those calories. So although you might have been severely under, and whenever I have my first week, I'm I'm under by quite a few thousand calories. Um, But that catches up with me when my body gets a little bit leaner and wants more food, okay? Um, I'm hungry all the time and it seems like nothing can stop me from eating. Any advice? Have a look at what it is that you're eating. you might want to be looking for more voluminous food so adding more lean proteins in there adding more complex carbohydrates like rices and potatoes and adding more vegetables in filling out your meals a lot more so you've got a lot more volume in there but a lot more satisfying foods are going to help you so much more because you can eat more food for the same amount of calories when you've increased the volume of that food so start having a look more at the foods that you're consuming and try and get more foods in for the same calories Uh, can females dip in in and out of random sessions to do the men's session hell yes they can you know there is no maximum limit on the number of um, sessions you do but one thing I do want to say ladies and gents is you don't need to do all four home workouts sorry you don't need to do all three home workouts and all four gym training uh, workouts okay you don't need to do all of it that's seven workouts a week it's far too much okay so if you're just you know if you want you don't need to do the monday wednesday friday home workouts or you could only do the home workouts it's going to be up to you to do that as long as you've got at least one full rest day a week and one active rest day where you're not killing yourself but you're still moving or doing some form of activity then that's sufficient remember what i said Stress plus rest equals growth. Um, I hate tracking calories. Is there another way? There is another way as long as you have the habits and routines in place. One of the things that you'll hear me say in one of the knowledge bombs, and it might already have been on this week, is what's called the rule of thumb. One of the things you've got to look at when it comes to tracking calories is what tracking calories will enable you to do is get into the routines of knowing how many calories you eat during the day the mistakes that you make and how to better make you know not make those mistakes you know you might be a person that doesn't eat enough calories uh, for breakfast which means that you end up becoming really hungry in the evening you might be a person that eats too much food in the evenings which then causes you to gain weight. One of the things about tracking calories is it enables you to look better at your habits and then what that then enables you to just create little rules of thumb for yourself to enable you to stay on track. So great rules of thumb that I have. No drinking on a school night. If I want to get lean I don't drink beer. I stick to spirits like gin and slimline tonic because they're less in calories. I consume less calories Um, and It's just making more conscious decisions. If I'm going out to eat, I will choose healthy things on the menu. You know, it's all of these little rules of thumb which can help you stay in in shape and create those good habits and routines. But the fundamental behind anything is in order for you to drop body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So if you're not tracking calories... There's going to be times where you're not going to see whether you are in that calorie deficit. So if you're not losing weight, it will be because you're not measuring things. Do you need to do it for the rest of your life? Um, No, but calories is, of course, the thing that's going to see your progress. So yes, there is an other way, of course. Um, And you can get still success without tracking calories as long as your habits and routines are good and you kind of you know like for me I've been doing this a long time I don't necessarily need to track calories to lose weight because I know I can literally eyeball pretty much exactly the things that I'm eating and how many calories are in there and I've and because I've you know been doing this for so long I know my body incredibly well I know when it's hungry I know when it's bored um, and I just need to you know you know, eat something or I just need to drink a fizzy drink you know I know my body very very well but when you're first starting out it's important to track those calories just to see and get into those healthy habits and routines when they're there no do you need to track calories no just have those rules of thumb in place uh, any tips to avoid late night snacking um, allow yourself to late night snack sounds a bit weird but if Late, if, if late night snacking is something that you enjoy doing, because of course that's your, you, you say your kryptonite, then what I would do is allocate about 200 calories to an evening snack. So you can allow yourself to have a late night snack. Instead of stop yourself from having it, allow yourself to have it. You know, my late night snack, pretty much at about half past eight, is I always have a dairy milk caramel. Every night. Every night I have a can of um, Pepsi Max cherry and a chocolate caramel. Every single night without fail. But it's also been factored in because I know that I look forward to that and I enjoy it. And it's about, what, 200 calories. So that is my late night snack and I've allocated myself to have it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's this kind of red button syndrome. If I put a big red button in front of you and tell you not to push it, you'll want to push it. If you tell yourself, I can't, I'm can't," i not allowed late night snacks, then you're going to crave late night snacks. So rather than tell yourself you can't have something, why don't you still have it and have it as part of your strategy? Okay, do you recommend adding any cardio or other exercise to complement strength workouts? Once again, as I said, tools. Maybe later on add a tool, um, but no need to do it in the first week. Uh, how important is it to hit my 159 grams of protein daily? Very important. Um, calories are the most important thing, and then it's protein, okay? So make sure that you're hitting that protein. Um, as I'm one of the lucky ones that can still have a lot of calories, I'm finding most days I've got a lot more calories left over, but I'm not hungry. Um, yeah, as already mentioned, this first week, you're going to feel like that, but as the weeks go on, you're gonna f- you will get a lot more hungry. So f- you'll be like, thank God I've got those calories to catch up. What can I eat that's low in calories but high in protein? Lean sources of protein, of course, like chicken, um, turkey, etc., etc. But also, one of the things that I did today is I went to Lidl and got some of those protein mousses and protein yogurts. Phenomenal. Uh, Another thing that I love to do, if if you get half a sachet of sugar-free jelly, put 300 mils of water in, add the sachet in, mix it up, let it cool a bit put that in a blender, add 300 grams of zero fat cottage cheese, blend it for a minute. It sounds rank, trust me it's not. Put it in a big bowl and then put it in the fridge to set. You'll have the most most tasty protein mousse ever. The entire thing's about 300 calories and it's a massive bowl. Okay, and it's about 38 grams, I think, of protein in it. And it's the tastiest thing ever so that is low in calories but high in protein because you don't need to eat the whole bowl you can have half a bowl one day and half a bowl the other day so all you need is a tub of 0% fat cottage cheese and half a sachet of sugar-free jelly and a blender uh, and you're good to go it is a game changer trust me ladies and gents okay um, should the ladies workout be done as or superset it so Ladies, what you've got coming up this week is a 10-10 superset. So it's 10 reps of one exercise followed straight away with 10 reps of another thing. So make sure you'll see a lot of the supersets have dumbbells with a with a compound movement. So you might have a squat rack and then it might be lunges. So make sure that you take your dumbbells to the squat rack so you can do the supersets. Because the 10-10 supersets is do the exercise for 10. And then straight away afterwards, do the next exercise, okay? So straight after them. Okay, are we supposed to be doing live home workouts and the gym routines? And the answer is no. You can do a mixture of the two. You could do only home workouts or you can do only gym um, workouts. You don't need to do all of it. I'm doing all of it because I'm, of course, doing the gym workouts and I'm hosting the home workouts. But you don't need to do them all. Okay. You do not need to do them all. So don't feel that when you see me going live on the home workouts that you must do them, because you don't. Um, any tips, someone on lady calories that needs to spread out calories over a long day? Leave the house at seven and don't get home till seven pm. I find it hard to spread my calories, um, so I'm not hungry by the end of the day. Find the times where you're least hungry, and also have a look once again at your food volume. You want to be bulking a lot of your food out with more vegetables. Um, and things that are going to be more satisfying so you can have you know, bigger meals and uh, one of the things was, uh, as well and this is something that I explained in one of my knowledge bombs my breakfast okay and, and ladies you won't be able to do this once again life's not fair I'm on I maintain at 3200 calories and you don't but my breakfast is about 1200 calories my breakfast is 12. 100 calories. I have about 100 grams of oats. I have 200 grams of Greek yogurt. I put um, honey in there. I put cinnamon in there. I put some chocolate in there. Uh, I put a banana. I put blueberries in there. It's like a massive bowl of oats. And I have a protein shake and it's about 1200 calories. But when I eat that around eight o'clock, I don't think about food. I'm not hungry at all until about two o'clock in the afternoon. So, Although I eat a massive amount of calories in the morning, I eat a massive amount of calories because I just don't think about food for the rest of the day. So actually, I have quite a small lunch and then I have dinner. So actually, although I eat a big amount of calories, my calories go down throughout the rest of the day. So one of the things that you might want to do is instead of having small, often meals, which might be a good strategy, have yourself bigger meals. So if you have a bigger breakfast, you might be less hungry and you might be able to to then you know last until lunchtime. If you have a decent lunch as well, that might last you all the way till 7 p.m. And if then when you get to 7 p.m. have a decent dinner, then you're not going to be as hungry. So some people like little and often. I'm a person who likes big ass meals, but of course less frequent. So it's totally up to you. Um, I'm eating the calories based off my TDEE minus 300 but how do I track macronutrients and these are important yes of course they are important calories first then protein then fats and carbs are going to be personal preference how do you track them Uh, hopefully you've downloaded the welcome pdf hopefully you've clicked on my video giving you an introduction to Nutricheck and that will show you how to track those calories because when you input the foods into Nutricheck you'll be able to see what they are with the fats, the proteins, and the carbs. Uh, best advice for eating with the family and tracking. One of the things that I do. Um, it depends on you know who you are, but I like to eat with the family, the healthy food. So myself and Anna are both on the Santa shred, and how I work is I um, I only cook one, I only prep one meal a day, and that's lunch. So I make breakfast from scratch, I have, I take with me here to the studio my lunch, I have normally snacks, I'll have a protein bar or one of those yogurts during the day and then we'll cook a dinner together in the evening. Sometimes I have more than Anna, so I'll, sometimes I'll have more carbohydrates, she'll might have Half a pack of rice. I'll have a full pack of rice. She might have 200 grams of potatoes. I have 300 grams of potatoes. We tend to keep our proteins lean. So we normally have like um, gammon, chicken, turkey, steak. Um, we like also prawn prawn jackets as well. Um, I may, like some of my favorite foods. But we tend to eat the same things. So best advice for eating with family tracking um, try not to eat separately, try and eat together and just although you can eat the same things your portions might be a bit different Okay, and I, I found that being the best especially when you're thinking long term because you don't want to be eating different things to what your family eats so you might be the person who just takes up during the six weeks sun shred the person that cooks so you then have control and then you're able to portion control too um I keep reading people have massive weight loss in the first week, but it's hardly down as this normal. The answer is yes. As we already mentioned, when I first start a fat loss routine, I gain two pounds. And I gain two pounds because I hold on a lot more water and a lot more carbohydrates because I'm training. Remember, this is the first week. There's lots going on in your body. Do not compare your results to anybody else. And we're not going to be doing anything or caring about what's going on in the first two weeks. Anything that we're carrying on is making sure we're tracking correctly, making sure we're consistent, making sure we're getting our workouts okay last answer I did my calories uh, were decreased each week and cardio was up is this something that you guys will advise on or is it down to ourselves to manage yep of course it's something that we're going to be advised on as already mentioned we're not going to be upping cardio or, or, or moving calories in the first week first two weeks we're going to have a review we're going to have a look at where we are and then depending on that we're going to make that change and on the next live stream I'm, of course, going to be uh, talking about that. Uh, But as this is the first week, we are not going to do anything as of yet. Okay, Um, for the first time in the Santa Shred, I have an actual question. I'm struggling to find or buy protein products out here in the countries I'm visiting, my protein needs to be 75 grams a day. Uh, Ross, I'd assume it needs to be a lot more than 75 grams a day. Struggling to meet this all with all natural food and no shake or protein bars. Is it going to have to be big, bigger portions of steak or chicken? The answer is yes. When I'm struggling to get my protein intake, the best thing to get your protein intake higher is to increase the protein portions that you're already consuming. So What I tend to do is in the morning, instead of having two scoops of protein powder, I have three. Instead of having uh, one chicken breast, I'll have one and a half chicken breasts. So I tend to just increase my protein portion. So if you're having chicken, have more chicken. If you're having steak, have more steak. Um, Have more of those meats and that will enable you to increase your protein intake. Uh, I haven't lost any weight, but training steps and nutrition has been on point. Should I cut some calories? And if so, how many? Uh, As already mentioned, no need to remove anything yet. We're in week one. I will be telling you about that in week two on the live stream and whether or not you need to change. Because once again, we can't really understand what's going on yet. We need to give our bodies two weeks before we can go, right, okay, uh, I haven't lost any weight. Great, we'll make that change. Or I've lost loads of weight. Great, we'll just carry on. Um, don't do anything, uh, as I mentioned. Don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. Okay, I've kept my nutrition to the dot and drank two liters of water a day. Here we go. Let me just understand this, okay? I kept my nutrition to the dot and drank two liters of water a day. That is a round of applause because you're doing the things that you're supposed to do. Now it's just a game of patience. I've only missed one workout and I pulled my, as I pull my back Friday. However, my weight has barely moved all week. Should I drop my cows um, 100 a day um, for week two to see if there's any change? Nope. Pat yourself on the back, you've done everything that you need to do. Weight hasn't changed. It probably has. You might have lost body fat. You might have dropped body fat this week, but you might have had more water and carbohydrates stored into your muscles and your body. So you might have dropped two pounds, but we'll find out next week. And if we haven't, then we'll just make a change next week. But remember, if you drop 100 calories, imagine this, okay? And this is what I want you to visualize. Imagine that you actually have dropped two pounds, okay, you've dropped two pounds, but when you've jumped on the scale, because you were holding more carbohydrates and water, the scale says that you've stayed the same, so then what happens, you drop 100 calories, and then next week, you drop four pounds, and you're like, oh my god, I dropped four pounds this week, but, okay, you drop two pounds, okay, and you actually dropped two pounds this week, So reality is, is you could have had an extra 700 calories of food this week and just been patient. And this is so important to understand. This is why we don't do anything in the first week. We give ourselves two weeks of getting into our habits and routines before we make a change. So don't worry if you haven't dropped anything this week, okay? Wait till next week. Because the chances are you might have, and if not, we'll tweak them. Okay, I train every morning at 6am. Is it best to train fasted or would you suggest having something first? I usually have a black coffee with creatine in it. Okay, so the answer is it's up to you. I don't. I train fasted and not because there's some magic to it. It's just I don't like to eat anything in the mornings. And it doesn't affect my strength because I do have quite a few carbohydrates for my dinner. Um, And I have my chocolate bar in the evening. So, my glycogen levels, my carbohydrate storage in the muscles is quite full, which enabled me to push through my morning workout before breakfast. If you find that energy is lacking before you go to the gym and work out, eat something. If you find that your workout is good without having to eat anything, don't eat anything. What's the difference between the two? It doesn't matter because what matters is the grand scheme of what you're consistently doing each and every day. So, there it is it's totally up to you. If you feel good training without eating breakfast, as already mentioned, then keep doing it. But if you feel that you're lacking in energy, maybe eat something beforehand. Okay, I'm struggling to get anywhere near 10,000 steps a day, usually around 6,000 or below. Should I be reducing my calories to accommodate this? You might not need to. If you're getting 6,000 steps a day, keep with your calories and then wait next week. And then make a change there. Because hey, if you drop two, imagine this, you drop two pounds next week, you're only having 6,000 calories. Sorry, you're only doing 6,000 steps and you're on a certain calorie intake. And you drop two pounds. Great. That means that you've spent an extra week eating a bit more food and you didn't need to drop it. And if we get to next week and weight's the same, then we'll make that change, okay? Don't rush to make these decisions, especially in the first week. One of the things that you have to understand about TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure and a calculator, is it's just a guesstimate, okay? There, there's been a few questions here saying, do I need to recalculate my calories? No, because when you start on calories and you're tracking, you've got real world feedback. So you never need to use a guesstimate calculator ever again because you're actually consuming these calories. So if you're consuming a certain amount of calories for two weeks and your body weight stays the same, your total daily energy expenditure is that calories. So you don't need to use a calculator, you've just had real-world wor- real feedback. If you go with your total daily energy expenditure at minus 300, and over two weeks you've gained two pounds, it means that that calculation was a little bit off and you just need to tweak it. But we never need to go back to a calculator because we're using now real-world feedback, Okay. Um, I have hypermobility and often struggle with stability, particularly for lower body exercises like lunges and step-ups. Am I better off doing these exercises with no weight or very lightweight? And this is all I can do at the moment, swapping these exercises for alternatives where I have higher weight load. Uh, So the answer is no, okay? One of the things that you need to do is get better at these exercises with lower weight. One of the things that happens with hypermobility is sometimes a struggle with what's known as proprioception, and proprioception is basically your balance so if you're doing things like lunges and step-ups it uses a lot of um, balancing and proprioception the only way that you can get better at that is by doing them and one of the things that you don't want to do is do them with weight because that's going to make it a lot more difficult and maybe dangerous as with anything when you have hypermobility you just need to make sure that you're not go- you're you're not going beyond the range of movement, which which that's what happens with hypermobility. But also make sure you're still doing these things because the only way that you're going to get better at doing them is by actually doing it. The only way that you get better at lunges is by doing more lunges. The only way that you get better at squats is doing more squats. The only way you get better at step-ups is getting better at doing more step-ups. Don't add the weight if you haven't got the skill yet, okay? Build up the skill and then add the weight. Okay, so it's so, so important to improve that, what's known as proprioception. And that comes by going, you know, using that lighter weight, sometimes using just body weight. If you're doing lunges and you're really struggling with weight, just do the body weight. Because as we go up, doing more walking lunges in the next six weeks, you might add two and a half kilo dumbbells. You might add five kilo dumbbells. You're still going to see that progress and you're going to get better at doing them, okay? So don't change them out because we want to build that skill, okay? Um, question I have is the priority of nutrition, strips, training, and home workout. Goes back to what I said. Um, which one's the most important? The, the Maintaining a calorie deficit to drop body fat is the most important. And how do we, once again, maintain a calorie deficit? Move more. Eat less or do a combination of the two. So, nutrition is going to be the key to that. Steps is going to be one of the tools for that. Training and home workouts is going to be one of the tools to that. How you play with those tools is up to you. Some people like to move more and eat less. Some people like to eat more and move more, okay? Or a combination of the two. I would say get your nutrition right. Um, Make sure that you're moving plenty and then choosing which one you prefer to do, um, either the gym workouts or the home workouts or a combination of the two. Understand that all of this is personal preference. There might be some people who only like doing home workouts. There might be some people that only like doing gym workouts. There might be some people that like doing a combination of the two. There might be some people who love getting steps. There might be some people who really struggle to get steps. We're all on different journeys and we all like different things. And the whole thing, that I'm trying to focus on this center shred is going here's a list of different tools you don't need to use all the tools choose the tools experiment a bit with them and find the the strategy that works for you uh, what's my take on BCAAs you do not need to take additional BCAAs your protein if you're hitting it um, has an adequate amount of branch chain amino acids in for your body um they are an overpriced supplement which you do not need, okay? Because if your protein intake is sufficient, you've got all the BCAAs you need. Uh, really struggling to get all the protein I am meant to eat, even when to add protein powders to lots of things. Any advice to greatly appreciated. Um, High-protein snacks, like I said, go to Lidl, get some of the chocolate mousses and that. They can help bump it up. Um, and also double up your meat portions or increase your meat portions with your meals like your lunches and your dinners. That will help you get more protein in certainly helps me uh, don't get pictures up until last week only waiting questions which we have done this check-in the, the and it's correct you know you're seven days in to, to this um, Santa Shred you're not going to see any difference in your pictures okay even maybe after two weeks you're not going to see too much noticeable difference it's going to be so much better for you to Take progress pictures in week one and then take progress pictures in week six. You will see a difference if you have, you know, followed everything that we've been doing here. But taking weekly pictures, you're just going to be really judgmental and you say, Oh, I can't really see any change. No shit. you seven days in. And this is why I say it's the first week. Lots of shit going on, but don't panic. Goes back to what I say, look, here's the London marathon. We're only on, we're only there. Okay, we're only just getting around woolwich okay we've got a long journey to go so let's not panic that we're not where we need to be because we are hardly anywhere when it comes on to the journey yet okay uh, when having a particularly bad day do you use any tools to change your mindset instead of turning to food? Um, understanding habits okay so the habit cycle is cue reaction reward. So, cue is stressed. Reaction: reach to food. Reward: hmm, food feel nice. So, the only way that you can change a habit is to change the reaction. So, cue. Okay, what is the cue? Stress. Reaction: eat food. Let's stop for a minute. There. Is there something that we can get a reward from without eating food? Because the aim of the uh, of the reaction is to feel better. So, this is where we need to stop when we're going for the food we need to say why are we going to food because we need to relieve the stress is there anything with less calories in that we can reduce the stress it might be going for a walk it might be listening to your favorite music might be getting some meditation in it might be doing something different to what you're currently doing and here's the thing if it reduces the stress down which it will then you'll get a benefit and you're like fuck So instead of eating food, next time I'm going to go out for a walk and listen to my favorite album or my favorite podcast. And here's the thing, that's not easy to do. But it's noticing that you have a reaction to a certain routine. Okay? So routine, reaction, reward. The only way to change that habit is by notice what happens with that reaction and change it to get a reward. You still need to get reward. So you need to focus on what could I do differently in this situation. And this is, this is going to take conscious action because at the moment, a lot of the things which you're doing are subconscious because you've been doing it so long. So you need to make conscious effort to change your subconscious habit. Okay? So that's the way that I do. I, when I'm stressed, when I've had a stressful week, I like to have several beers. I like to have several glasses of wine. And sometimes I'm like, oh, do you know what? It's Friday. I'd love a couple of bottles of wine with, you know, with Anna. Uh, chase out a couple of pints at the, uh, at the pub. That, to me, sounds like heaven. In fact, just thinking of it relieves my stress. But I know that I'm going to feel groggy the next day, that I'm going to be off track, that I'm probably going to get a bit of anxiety and everything else, that I'm not doing the things that I want to currently do. So what I do is go, okay, Jay, why are you why are you wanting to drink loads? You wanting to drink loads because you're stressed. Is there anything that I can do tonight to feel less stressed? Actually not drink and actually go to the gym early in the morning. And do you know what? I don't drink. Like Saturday now, I go to the gym early in the morning. Um and do you know how good that feels? It feels incredible. It feels absolutely amazing getting a, a Saturday early morning gym session in. And then I think back, imagine how good I feel now, and I and it wouldn't have happened had I done my normal reaction to my routine. So it's about making those conscious decisions and, and talking to yourself. Why am I doing this? And this is why I say it's so important to write shit down, because um, it's the only way to change a subconscious habit okay i've had doms for about three days this week which is understandable as just back in the gym but going forward are these counterproductive you know doms isn't necessarily a you know you're going to get that reaction the first week as i already said but you're not going to get doms for the next six weeks trust me you're not there's a lot of things you know you've increased volume you've probably not done two leg sessions uh, in a week you've probably not done a lot of the compound movements or the level of volume that's been there um so you know, it can only, it's going to be maybe a little bit counterproductive the first week because things are going to get a bit more more difficult. Newsflash, you can still train when you've got DOMS, okay? You just need to warm up a bit more. Now, if you can barely move in your legs um, and it's really, really bad and you start doing a a little bit of leg training and, you you know, start warming those muscles back up, getting synovial fluid in the joints and that, you're going to feel less DOMS as you're doing it, okay? It would actually help relieve some of the DOMS. But once again, as I said, a nice hot epsom salt bath can help with that Uh, would you advise doing all the live homeworks as well as the gym workouts each week Uh, as we mentioned the answer uh, definitely no Uh, for the final check-in what is the latest time we can do this Uh, sunday evening is the last time for that Uh, when would you recommend uh, dropping calories down again as i said nothing till week two so i'll be advising on that next week at my training last week i we want to start with the training this week should i start with what would have been the first workout for week one or just start with week two totally up to you totally up to you it's, it is totally up to you one thing that you do not want to do which someone asked me is they they were ill last week so they've got last week's workout and this week's workout do they need to double up on workouts no if you are doing eight gym workouts this week then you are overtraining and you're doing too much choose which one you want to do, have a look through, go which one looks more um, tasty for you to do and just either do week one or week two, it's totally up to you. Uh, What's your advice on keeping training routines fresh and interesting? One of the things that you want to do with your training is understand that it doesn't need to be fresh and interesting, okay, it doesn't need, you know, you don't need to recreate the wheel, you don't need to change the angle of your squats what you do need to do is enjoy your workouts and what I do to keep the um, workouts enjoyable is I change some of the exercises around I focus on increasing the volume and looking at all the fundamentals and I make some a few I add a few things in there which you'll see which are a little bit challenging like my low medium highs so it's keeping it enjoyable but also keeping it challenging Um, But they don't necessarily need to be fresh and interesting. You just need to really not get bored with your workouts. So a variety of different things in there uh, will keep them interesting. But you don't need to mix your uh, compound movements up to to see progress, okay? Um, I think that's the most important thing. People try and mix up their workouts thinking it's going to be more beneficial to them. But sometimes sticking to the same, and I'm going to say inverted commas, boring routine can work great you know like I don't find the you know hitting compound movements boring I actually really really enjoy like squats and everything else like that but if you don't then try and do different things um, around but this is what I've done with the Santa Shred workouts kept them uh, a lot more interesting how do you stay on track when you've had bad news um, it's not easy firstly but once again remember what I said Q reaction reward Okay, what happens when you get bad news? You get stressed. What happens when you get stressed? You try and relieve that stress. And normally how we relieve that stress is with things like alcohol and food. Because when we drink, we feel better in the short term. When we eat, we feel better in the short term. But in the long term, that's going to hinder our progress. So actually, when we get bad news, it's another thing to go, right, cool. What would be the best thing for my mental health right now? Not drinking, not eating, maybe going for a run. Whenever I'm highly stressed or I get bad news, I go for a run, I do, because uh, that allows me to clear my head, and I'm so glad to. I, I always, when I'm highly stressed, I, I get my shoes on and go for a run, um, and nine times out of ten, it solves it. I, I it just gets me a little bit into my head, gets me out in the fresh air, um, and it helps. And understand that what you're doing now is changing subconscious habits, which is not easy. Okay. Okay, a few questions here. Not that I'm there yet, but just wondering how often do we recalculate our TDEE? Never. Okay, we've got real-world feedbacks. We never need to recalculate it as long as we're tracking our calories. Uh, Didn't lose any pounds this week. Um, Once again, doesn't really uh, matter. It's the first week. But I did see someone mention that DOMS can affect the scales. DOMS can affect the scales if you're holding on to more water when your body is stressed. That's why we don't really focus on doing anything the first week, Okay so uh number three on most days i've actually been under on my cows i've seen this it's kind of a good thing less cows uh is in in more weight loss right less calories more weight loss but sometimes as well when you have less calories you're making your journey a lot more difficult because if you're severely under on calories it might not feel much in week one but week two and week three it will come back and bite you in the ass and this is the reason that the hare fell asleep before the finish line and the tortoise won okay so is it okay to be down on cows first week absolutely fine trust me when i say uh, that you might be down in the first week but weeks two and three and four you'll be hitting nearly every single calorie and you're in that it's being allocated to you as you get a lot more hungry uh great first week uh, and great to be doing this again after last year however this year i've noticed using nutritech i've ha- have over a thousand calories left each day uh, firstly that is um not good, of course. A thousand extra calories is a lot. I, will, I would understand that this is the first week, and you will, as you get more hungry, as you get your routines up, and as you get leaner, you'll be glad that you had those extra calories. The first week's always weird, okay? That's why, once again, we wait until the second week. Okay, so I've got a few more questions here. Uh, is it possible to switch uh, the TrainerOic app to home workouts if we need to temporarily? the answer is of course yes they're both at your disposal to to use um loving the stretch so far i've not lost anything but staying on track and am hoping for a loss next week in the evenings if I find myself forcing down a protein shake to get my protein up even when i'm not hungry is about to have more of a calorie deficit than to meet the protein goal eating when not hungry feels weird um don't force anything down but also understand that this first week as already mentioned um you're probably not going to feel as hungry but you will it will catch up with you and you'll you know, but don't force a protein shake down. Maybe just be mindful of the fact that you haven't got enough protein in this week, and as I already mentioned as a strategy, increase the protein on your meals, which would enable you to not force a protein shake down in the evening. Uh, resilience is a huge aspect of the Sunset Challenge. Uh, when the going gets tough, what are the key things to consider when adversity occurs during the coming weeks? Um, a simple thing, don't allow your feelings to affect your future. Okay, sometimes we allow negative feelings. So like, for example, a, a, a simple obvious one, someone gets stressed. So they eat, and they eat, and then they get more stressed, because they try to relieve the stress. And now that hasn't relieved them in the long term, that's relieved them in the short term. So a lot of it, A lot of this Santa is about habits. It's about changing habits and realizing where you're fucking up. And a lot of it is trying to go for short-term wins to feel better instead of long-term strategies. That's what I want people to change over the next six weeks. Um, I should really be asking something to do with Shred but I feel comfortable uh, it's in hand and going well for me at this stage so my question is Deadpool versus Spider-Man who wins that one well the thing is about Deadpool I'll I, I just be honest Deadpool regenerates so when he gets killed he grows back a body I don't think Spider-Man does so I'm going to go with Deadpool okay just purely for that logic I'm not a big Marvel fan if I'm being honest um, but that's just my logic in that. Proving once again, it's not Christmas without the shred. Amazing first week. Love the positivity in the group and energy in Jason's joke. Here's week two. Bring it. Um, it. If you're listening to this back on the podcast, this is going to be really loud. So um, I just want to do a DJ air horn. This is going to be only one. But here we go. There's people listening back on the podcast and be like, oh my God. those you you're going, podcast is a podcast. Once I finish this live stream... I upload it. We have a Santa Shred podcast. Okay, um, I will get Jason to post the comment in the group. But I'm also, as soon as I upload this first week podcast, I will post it in the group when the podcast is available. We also have a power, a motivational power walk mix in in the on the podcast. Have a listen to that. If you want to get your steps in and listen to the first thing on the Santa Shred podcast, you're going to get well fi- You're going to get proper fired up as well. Uh, you'll love it. Is it better to hit gym workouts if you can rather than home ones? It's better to do whatever you want to do, okay? The gym workouts, of course, you've got a lot more resistance in there, you've got a lot more volume in there, which is obviously going to have a a more positive impact on your physique, but you've got to do the thing that you can consistently do and what's convenient for you. Okay, really struggle to drink a lot of water. Constantly pee inside. I get a lot of reflux. About one point five liters in. Battle through. Sign of overeating. It's not a sign of overeating. It's a sign of your body's just not used to drinking that much water. It's not always about trying to get the water in, like as in your water. You you obviously uh, have like cups of tea and coffee. I presume so that's going to take up water as well. Um, so flavor your water. Don't feel the need to glug it down, um, and it will build up over time. Okay uh struggling with protein intake how important firstly very important but as already mentioned with strategies doubling up your protein portions in your meals can help as a good strategy Uh, how do you deal with reaching training and nutrition goals with little support in your household it's understanding that it's not easy but these are your goals okay and it's about getting support from other like-minded people um and of course this is what this group is about okay uh, does water have to be plain water? Is squash okay? Squash is absolutely fine as long as it's not sugary squash, and that's absolutely fine. If you want to have a little bit of sugary squash like Ribena, that's fine. Just make sure that you're tracking it. Uh, worried I'm not losing weight? Should I redo the calorie calculator? Uh, no, uh, as we mentioned, it's the first week, so don't expect anything to happen in the first uh, two weeks. As we mentioned, and you never need to redo the calorie calculator as you've got real world feedback started reading the Daily Stoic this year, uh, would you suggest what would you suggest another good book to move on to? Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear, perfect book to move on to. I didn't track carbs and fats, but made sure I had enough protein. I was still under on my calories and gained a pound and have uh, a lot to lose. Is this why? Um, if you're tracking your calories um, and you're under on your calories, then it's just a case of making sure that you are hitting your calories, but also. Um, calories most important, then protein, fats and carbs, not necessarily as important. Also, it's the first week. I already mentioned I gained two pounds. If you gain a pound weight next week, see what the weight is, and then make a change in week two, okay? Okay, I can't work the app out to find the workouts. Any guidance on this? If you go into the welcome doc, there is a video on Trainer Eric, which will take you through. The basics of it is you just need to um, enter the access code on train and then go on to the calendar and you'll see the workouts okay there is a video tutorial in the welcome pdf uh, advice for sugar cravings want to eat um, go to aldi if you're in the uk and get those cho- chocolate protein pots so i have one of those uh, chocolate mousses 159 calories it's really, really filling, really, really tasty and it um, helps with those sh- sugar cravings. Steps, I really like to have a Sunday off moving as as much as I have a workout uh, hard when I go to the gym. If I put my steps up to 11K a day instead of 10 and have four to do on Sunday instead of 10K, is this fine to do? Yeah, because you're, once again, it's a bit like your calories, okay? Different calories, different days. You don't need to guarantee get the same amount of steps in. You know, 10,000 steps a day is 70,000 steps a week so you can still change the amount of steps you get week to week uh, sorry day to day and still get the same steps in a week okay um, I said we'll work out gym and at home but don't seem to have any home workout um, if you looked at the welcome webinar you will see that we had an access code for the home workout so if you want to add those home workouts um, please do Small home gym but no machines. to decide which ex- exercises to replace things with. I thought the app would give us recommendation replacements. Um, we do have an exercise swap sheet. If you look in the file section, that should be able to give you some advice. Uh, one thing I say, like, with your home gym, if you haven't got that much equipment and you're doing the gym ones, you're probably going to have to change a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the equipment. So I would recommend either do the home workouts or go to a gym or have a look at our exercise swap sheet, okay? Unfortunately, I missed the whole first week due to illness, not to worry, so I've got five weeks left. Worst thing I've had in a long time, still lingering but much better. Obviously, I feel behind where I've hoped to be as a result, albeit my nutrition has been positive. This is often how I feel if I fall behind a goal or plan. How do you best deal with setbacks like this? It's understand that setbacks are normal, and who's to say it's a setback? And that's the most important thing. You know, If you've had the first week you've been ill and you're, you know, you're back in the game and you've still got five weeks left, you know, here's the thing, like, look at this, okay, so you're still at the finish, you're still at the start line, okay, people are here. That doesn't mean that you need to sprint and catch up, okay, that just means that you need to go at your own pace and, you know, you're going to get setbacks the rest of your life and they're only setbacks if you look at them as setbacks you know, if you look at it as I'm a week behind, rather than I've got five weeks of good diet, good training, and good focus in the lead up to Christmas. And the amount of people, I I, I can't remember who it was, somebody um, really had a bad start to the Santa Shred. And I can't remember who it was, I think it was about four years ago. Someone had a really bad start to the Santa Shred, the first two weeks, okay, they gained like a pound, um, drank a couple of weekends, and the, and they ended up coming second on the Santa Shred because they had a fantastic, you know, they had a fantastic four weeks. Think about it; they had a, a, a fantastic entire month, month, month of good habits, routines, training, you know, workouts, steps. We're only week we're one week down. We've got a month and a week left of the Santa Shred, so we've got plenty of time. There is no setback in the first week. Okay, we've got five more weeks, so plenty of time. Uh, Right, ladies, gents. um, That is it for the Santa Shred check-in. I really hope that this has been beneficial for you. As I already mentioned, the most important thing, don't expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. We're only in week one. Okay, we're only in week one. If this is a race, we're only 4.2 miles into the marathon. So we've got plenty of time and we're still getting into these habits and routines so I really hope you've enjoyed this first week go into week two if you've made some mistakes this week remember you don't learn anything from a perfect week so look at those things that you uh, look at those mistakes that you made and look at focusing more on them this week so you don't make the same mistakes again okay learn from your mistakes so we'll get to the end of week two we'll have a better week this week if you didn't have a good first week and then we'll continue on okay because we've got plenty of time so there's gents i really hope that was beneficial for you and um, enjoy your second week and i'll speak to you soon adios amigos